Welcome to the Arise podcast. This is Tanya Anderson, the CEO at Arise, and it's my real pleasure to have with me today Colin Aberdeen, who is a local musician and also the parent of a child with a disability who connects with Arise. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Tanya. So tell us a little bit about your daughter. My daughter Marley is soon to be 16 years old on June 21st. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'll extend that to her. And she has cerebral palsy, which uh, results in her being a quadriplegic. She has some ability to walk with assistance. She likes to ride a bike. She can use her hands enough to steer a bike, but she can't pick up, you know, she can't feed herself. She can't go to the bathroom without assistance. And you know, fairly uh, fundamental functions of life, but she's a very happy and engaged kid who loves sports, loves riding her bike, loves skiing, horseback riding, swimming. And, uh, and she's on the high honor roll or the honor roll at school, too. Yes, she is. She's she's on the high honor roll at uh, J.D. High School, or she corrects me sometimes, the honor roll, when she hasn't been on the high honor roll, which I appreciate her uh, candor. Um, and she's also a member of the mock trial team, which she greatly enjoys. Oh, wow. So she is a super well-rounded kid. <laughs> yeah, she's also the um, artistic director of their literary magazine called Rambunctious at GD High School, too. So she's a busy young lady. She is very busy. And when she was younger and not such a busy teenager, she connected with Arise. She has had great experiences through Arise, including Arise at the Farm. She did the 21-day challenge out there in the horseback riding program and completed that with flying colors and uh, had great days riding horses at Arise at the Farm. She was a member of the farm camp uh, for a number of years. Um, she also does a rise and ski, so she's got a lot of areas in her life in which rise has been uh, a great vehicle to her experiencing yeah. life. So, and she sounds pretty athletic from what you're saying. She and is for somebody who's a quadriplegic. She's remarkably uh, interested in sports and activities, and um, you know, it's kind of strange to think of a quadriplegic as being coordinated. But there's definitely evidence of her having. Uh, it's almost like you're unearthing athletic potential beneath the disabilities. And you can mm -hmm. see that, you know, had she not suffered brain trauma at birth, that she likely would have had uh, aptitude for sports. Right. And for me, it doesn't seem unusual at all that your daughter is athletic because we see that all the time at Arise. And so for folks who don't know, Arise at Ski is our adaptive ski program that we run about six weeks every winter where we have all kinds of equipment and volunteers that allows people any disability, any ability, things from sit skis to um, tethered skiing to just having a guide <coughs> helping people down the slopes. What sort of adaptive equipment does Marley use when she skis? She uses a bi-ski. Okay. Uh, and is tethered by her dear friend Stephanie Vavanes. Oh, um, I know Stephanie. She's great. Who's great. And Marley's initial introduction into Horizon Ski was with Chris Weiss, who I think was one of the founders of the program. Yes. Um, but Chris was great in getting her going and introduced her to Stephanie and uh, would come and share lunch with her after uh, we were done her ski sessions and they formed a great friendship and that was a big part of her Wonderful. growing into Horizon Ski. Is she someone that just loves the speed of going down the hill? Her what does nickname, she love about it? Her nickname is Marley the Missile <laughs> and uh, they clocked her and Stephanie at like somewhere in the 30 miles an hour, I think it was 36 or 38 miles an hour at one point last 
uh, winner. Wow. And she loves to go fast, and uh, she's experienced a wipeout or two, but, you know, nothing any other normal skiing kid doesn't go through. And, right. And she gets up with a good spirit and shows off her war wounds and, uh, and carries Brushes on. Brushes off the snow and That's keeps it. going. That's it. So as the dad watching Marley the Missile go down the hill, what do you think? I love it. Good for you. Yeah, I ski with this very occasionally. When when Horizon Ski was at Toggenberg, Toggenberg would um, f- allow the parents to ski with the kids free of charge, which was great because right. I'm, I'm not exactly of great means. And uh, I love to ski, but I haven't done in quite a while. So I got to ski with her a little bit, and uh, she greatly enjoyed Dad skiing backwards and wiping out. Very and, good. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Oh, that's wonderful. I am not a skier, um, so the fact that you are enjoying watching your daughter rocket down that hill is really amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It's she has a great time. Stephanie is just the greatest, uh, you know, support partner too. She's yeah. she's right down with having fun and going fast, but she keeps things safe and reasonable. And and I have great admiration for everybody who participates in uh, Rising Ski. It's a great program. Thank you, and that's a really important point because our volunteers and our instructors are very well trained in safety and and with each individual person and what they need and how to accommodate whatever um, whatever their needs might be. So we safety is first. So. Yeah, it is. It's very safe, and you know, in, in the instances where she's wiped out, they, you know, they were pushing it a little bit, but that's okay. And uh, it was only after she was fairly advanced she's got full protection helmet neck support and everything so it's not really dangerous right. you know she, she had a couple bruises one time but that's it that's life you know and and uh the whole point of inclusion in my opinion is to allow kids to wipe out and get a bruise and you know participate and and not be so you know uh coddled in you know cotton balls that they don't get out there and mix it up you know right that's such an amazing important point because it rises all about inclusion um, I also have a, a daughter and she just turned 18 with a disability she's always been included and I'm interested in your perspective in how Marley's experience being included in programs like ski has maybe laid a nice foundation for all the successes she has now as a really busy high schooler well, it's it certainly has built her confidence both in herself to participate physically, um, to be welcomed and included socially. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got speech dysarthria, and uh, one of the byproducts of her motor function challenges is that she drools sometimes, and that can be a real social block for some kids. And having programs like Arise in which people are understanding of that and don't allow that to curtail her being included is one of many programs in which she's been encouraged to participate socially which is really important for kids with disabilities and especially kids who have issues with communication either intellectual or physical and sometimes both to allow them the time they need to participate and communicate and I think it's really common for people who are not familiar with people with disabilities and especially in ways that curtail their ease of communication to nervously speak over them right and this is an ongoing thing for marley um and i think that through a rise in ski and we just ran into bill who's one of the volunteers at the uh pages butterfly run and Mm -hmm. just to see her greeted so warmly 
Right. You know, and outside the program, you know, this is just a guy on the street who participates, but he couldn't have been more excited to see her. And that, you know, that affects kids like Marley and allows them to feel included and to feel enthusiastic. And I think that enthusiasm is one of the most important things in any pursuit and that Arise in Ski especially does a great job of fostering that. Well, thank you. That's that's true. And it's <coughs> it's a small community here, so I find the same thing when I'm out with my daughter that she knows people that I don't know just because she's been in different programs and it's such a small, supportive town here. And, and we're really lucky in Syracuse to have a, a real history of inclusion, I think, of people with Syracuse disabilities. Has a wonderful history of of inclusion, and also, um, you know, the suffragette movement was formed nearby and right. Seneca Falls and in Fayetteville and uh, surrounding areas. We had a long history of uh, supporting the end of the Underground Railroad, so there's a history of social justice in this area, uh, which you know carries on to this day. Absolutely, and and what we do at Arise is um, part of the civil rights movement. Absolutely. It's uh, interesting how people sometimes don't understand how important accessibility is, how important inclusion is, and I find myself trying to politely advocate for accessible parking for those who truly need it, for cuts in sidewalks, for awareness of accessibility in simple, pragmatic ways. And sometimes people think that I am overvigilant but if you've ever seen anybody who has to work around somebody else blocking or cutting a sidewalk or not having an accessible spot to park, which they should have because somebody else is occupying it, right. you know, then you can do the math and, and kind of add up how that creates challenges and dissuades people from uh, getting out there who right. have disabilities. It has a huge impact. And, you know, as you know, it just, it those curb cuts and those features, um, maybe are designed for someone with a physical disability, but they benefit everyone. Whether Absolutely. Whether you've got a stroller, whether you've got a temporary disability because you've sustained an injury. I always give the example during the pandemic when no one wanted to touch anything, those automatic door openers were great, the touchless uh, faucets and paper towel dispensers, all that stuff. Yeah, it benefits people able and uh, with abilities and with challenges. That's right. You said something else that I think was really interesting in terms of when people interact with Marley that they tend to um, maybe to look over her or to not speak with her directly, but maybe to speak to someone that's with her. Can you describe that a little bit? It is common, especially for kids with communication challenges um, and, and also for people in wheelchairs to mm-hmm. be addressed as if somebody else has to communicate for them and that's not really true marley is very adamant about letting people know that she can speak for herself so you anticipated my my next question which is i think a lot of times people just don't know what to do yes and what you're describing i've heard many times from people who use wheelchairs and so what sort of um sounds like she's a good self-advocate oh yeah what would you suggest to someone who is not as familiar uh, you know, it's funny the the term. And as as a, I've been a musician for almost forty years. Um, well, maybe not a musician, but I play guitar. <laughs> and uh, one of the terms I picked up through being um, present for some of Marley's uh, preschool stuff, 
and early education is the term active listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I jokingly have asked my audiences when they're a little bit too rambunctious, hey, could you use your active listening skills? You know, And it's a term I picked up from going to nursery school and kindergarten and first grade with Marley. Right. And I think that that applies to dealing with people with disabilities and anyone with speech delays or impediments or intellectual challenges that maybe curtail their ease of communication is to use your active listening skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means just giving them time. Space. Right. Space in the conversation. Eye contact is always great. Let them know that you see them, you know, right. and and uh, try to imbue a sense of, of uh, kinship and comfort and let people know that you're there to hear, down to listen, you know, and I think that's true with most people, you know. And, Absolutely. And, this, you know, I see this with elderly folks too, you know, and, and I think that one of the hardest things for any of us to do, especially those of us who value our own opinions, is to just shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the other thing that I have learned from my daughter is I learned to slow down. Oh, man, you're on it. That's it. How has Marley taught you to slow down? In every way. Yeah. And I have to say that the benefits, you know, sometimes people will approach a parent of a child with a disability and say, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, well, the other option is much worse, is that I might not have this beautiful child. Right. And I think for myself, you know, I don't buy into that everything happens for a reason story. I think that's a little bit hogwash, you know, there's causality, but I don't buy into that. You know, there's some greater power, you know, that mm-hmm. right. saw my great broad shoulders or my daughter's mother's, you know, ability to support a disabled child. Right. It's just circumstances, but those circumstances can inform you. And uh, certainly slowing down is one of the best gifts I got from spending time with Marley and really focusing on her and concentrating on who I'm talking to or trying to, you know. Right. and and resisting my uh, probable diagnosis of ADHD or whatever <laughs> it would have been if I had grown up during a time that those things were right. happening. It truly does change your life. And um, I, I hear what you're saying with people saying, I'm sorry, or that's too bad. But it's, like you said, it, as a parent, you never know what hand you're going to be dealt. If it's a so-called typical child, what's going to happen? It's it's a gamble. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel very, very lucky that to have had the kid I had and the time I had her in my life. And um, I was speeding around America's highways, playing music and all over the country. And, and it in some ways kind of forced my hand to work more locally. Um, and I've benefited from it in my own personal life. I think I'm more prone to empathy, compassion, and kindness. Not that I wasn't. Right. You know, uh, compassionate, empathetic, or kind before, but I think I am more so now. It magnifies those Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. It, it brings out the qualities required. And, and is, you know, it's also very humbling to support somebody with disabilities and to kind of subvert your own interests and ego to being in service to others. And I think that's such an interesting thing about Arise and something I admire so much about, especially the volunteers and and the professionals like yourself, who facilitate for all of us who have people with challenges in our lives. Well, thank you for that. And 
it's really because you know arise as an independent living center you know we're walking the walk and talking the talk we have, have disabilities ourselves or we've got someone that we love that has a disability and we're right there and you're right there and I'm so happy to hear about Marley's success I expect her to set the world on fire and she's having a great time she loves her school she like you know I remember dreading going to school as a kid and I wasn't a very good student um, but she's looking forward to Monday you know she likes yeah. going to school she loves her friends she loves learning you know and great She's, she's been very well facilitated in Syracuse through the school she's gone to, through her eyes and uh, early intervention and, and so many programs. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting time to be the parent of a kid with disabilities because I run into these people who uh, are very concerned about budgets and, you know, we can't have all this money supporting all these people in need. And it's like, okay, well, in an Onondaga County, we enjoy great support mm -hmm. for people with disabilities and especially children with disabilities that is not available in other communities. And when I communicate with other friends of mine from who are in different areas where they don't have that kind of support, it's frankly very sad to hear about because yeah. it's, I think it's easy enough to take things for granted that are available to us and until we share our experiences with people in similar positions in other communities that don't have that kind of support that's when you find out why it's important and absolutely and why those tax dollars are a worthy investment and whatever you know support comes to programs like arise either through public funds or private funds serves the community and not just the people who are being Absolutely. immediately advocated for. Right, because one in five of us has a disability, and if you shut down 20% of our community, think of all the value you are losing. Oh, it's huge human resource. Right. And, and I think that it's we're really only scratching the surface of the potential to harness uh, people with disabilities in the workforce, you know, in the community, in the society. And I had the fortune as a teenager of working with the uh, a neighbor's son who had down syndrome <coughs> and i was a backdoor kitty corner neighbor to them and they yeah. needed somebody to help care for him and we would hang out sometimes and and i was a little you know probably five or six years older than him but you know i'd hang out with him and just yeah. play a game or throw a ball or whatever and his parents said hey would you mind you know taking care of peter in the afternoons while we're at work and i said no that'd be great you know and I made a little bit of money, I got to hang out with my friend, and I learned a lot. Right. And eventually, 30-some-odd years later, when I had a child who was injured at birth right. um, and wound up with cerebral palsy as a result of a loss of oxygen at birth, I had that background to draw on of having been with somebody with Down syndrome and having navigated the community somewhat with them and, and supported them and, and gotten to learn from them. So right. I was, I had a little background and that helped me. It, it's funny how things come full circle so many times in our lives and we'll continue to pay it forward in terms of your experience and how Marley is um, navigating the world. And I just wish you the greatest success and Father's Day is around the corner. So happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. I wish the same success to you. Thank you so much. Daughter. Thank you so much. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. 
Support Arise. Support Independence.